Hello and welcome back to another one of Henry Weston's Old Mate, the podcast. If you're watching us on YouTube, you will see we are talking Man United. This evening, I am joined by Liam. He's returning after one podcast off. Mr. Matt Ford and Jason is down there as well. Ali Milroy won't be joining us. He's been stuck at work. So Ali misses his first pod in a long time. Uh, before we get over to the boys, if I could just ask you to rate this video, subscribe to the channel if you're watching us on YouTube, leave a comment in the comment section. If you're listening to us on a podcast provider such as Apple or Spotify, Amazon, Google, just follow the show, subscribe to the show, write us a little review. If you can give us five stars, that'd be even better. Um, enough of that rubbish. Uh, let's head over to Liam. And as you missed the last podcast, Liam, because I think you were sunning it up in Benidorm. Um, <laughs> How have you been, mate? Um, we're going to talk about Man United. So tell us how you've been. Give us a very quick idea of your thoughts on Man United before we get into the in-depth discussions. Well, I think it's going to be a very different uh, attitude towards the discussion site because I'm actually feeling quite positive for once. So it's no doom and gloom at the moment. So, yeah. Well, we like uh, that, mate. And it's really yeah, good yeah. to have you back. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's good to be good back. Stuff. Um, we'll go from Liam to Liam's uh, dad over there. Jay, how are you doing, mate? It's been a while. We don't work together anymore, but we still stay in touch. Um, how are you doing? And are you a positive Man United fan at the minute? Hello, Stu. Yeah, good to be back, mate. And good to see you again. Yeah, very positive after last night. I mean, I think there's there's been signs of it in games before. I didn't see the Newcastle game other than on match of the day because couldn't yeah. go with it. And um, it's hard to tell on there, but we're missing chances. But I mean, that, that, I thought we played fantastic. I mean, take L- Larice out of it, we could have been three or four up at half time, couldn't we? Definitely. I was. I didn't watch the game. We'll get on to it in a bit. I didn't watch it all. I did watch the first half, and Larice was playing like something off a computer game for a while, wasn't he? Um, <laughs> let's check in with Matt. Uh, Matt, we've uh, we've shared the golf course in recent weeks, but we haven't shared a podcast for a while, mate. Are you well? I'm well. I hope I podcast better than I golf. <laughs> I wasn't um, going to say anything derogatory about the golf. Um, how are how are you feeling as a Man United fan? Give it well, coming off a great performance, but how were you how were you feeling before yesterday's performance about Man United, mate? Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic. I think. I mean, we crikey, when did we speak before the season? Just as the season was getting over, uh, two months. Was... YouTube told me it was two months ago. I last put one up, so it's probably at least eight yeah. weeks. Um. I said we haven't, we haven't, it was before the Arsenal game, which was the 4th of September. I don't right. know if the, the Leicester game, which I think was the first, first, 1st of September, possibly. I don't know if it was around then. Yeah, probably maybe before. it was all doom and gloom after the first couple of games of the season. It wasn't after the optimism of the preseason. I think Corsa's yeah. optimistic because um, when we're good, we're, we're really good. And, and when we're good, we're really organised, both yeah. on and off the ball. Is consistency, I think, is the big thing for me. Is like, hey, like, can we do this week in, week out? And we've proven more often than not, just recently, we can. Yeah. Um, the the city aberration aside. Well, I think I think, you know, I don't think we've spoke till since that Monday night performance that against our long-time rivals and Mr. Kinley and Mr. Royden who always check into these videos and, and uh, audio versions. You know, we, we took on Liverpool on the 27th or 22nd of August and won the game 2-1. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel, but thinking back, it is a long while ago now, but that was a, for me, that was a pretty comfortable 2-1. 
Um, at two nil up, we looked like we were could have made it three, Liam. They got that one sort of in the last quarter of the game, and then you start getting the old wobblies. Are they going to nick a draw of us? And then worse, you know, are they going to nick one equalise and then steal the win? But uh, can you think back to that performance, Liam? Yeah, I mean, uh, it was it was a surprise. I mean, going into that game, I, I'll hold my hands up and say I was I was thinking, oh, let's just it's damage limitation. Let's let's try and not get drubbed in this game. But then you know the surprise of going one nil up, but then to go two nil up as well. I thought, you know, they've actually dug in and the manager's actually got something out of them that he wants now. So that was definitely the the turning of the corner. I think that game. Yeah, and then we sort of. After that, Matt, a couple of one nils um, against Leicester and Southampton, and I guess things we said it a lot last year before. Sort of, Matt was a regular guest. Jay will remember me forever going on about the games we should have won. Uh, Matt, they're sort of fixtures that we should be winning any time the season, Leicester or Man United. But were were those performances, you know? Strong, strong defensive performances, but were we still lacking a little bit potentially going forward? Did you think? Um, yeah, but I, then I tend to balance that with that we're still a work in progress, right? We're still what 10, 11 games into yeah. Tenark's tenure. Um, I actually I think the most encouraging thing for me was I think it was the Everton game. We were, we go a goal down and yeah. back into it like. Under Ole, we go a goal down. I never had faith that we could get back into a game that we could pick up the tempo, that we could stay stay true to the process and and get a result. And now I feel like there's a little bit more steel about the team. There's a bit more organization about the team. They don't get panicked. They don't fluster, and they they claw their way back into a game. So that for me, the Everton game was a big, you know, last year that game we lose. Yeah, that's a really good point. And do you think, uh, Jay, uh, Matt just talked about how the, the, they seem to be, you know, we went 1-0 down in that Everton game and the, the team, the players out there, the players picked by the manager seemed to stick to or, or stick to what was asked of them and they managed to get a positive result out of that Everton game. Do you think, and Matt's just mentioned sort of Ollie as a, as a past manager, do you think the 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 guys believe more in Ten Hag in a sense that they wouldn't, maybe they'd go off script under Ollie a little bit and revert back to bad habits. Maybe under Ten Hag, they've really all bought into it and are willing to, I don't want to say go that extra mile because I've fed up of cliches, um, but are they, have they bought in more? How, what do you I, think, Jay? I think, yes, they have, but the reason is, <laughs> Discipline. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's so. I've been going on about last. You know, God knows how many podcasts we needed somebody to stamp an authoritative hand down, and and that weren't happening really. Um, looks like Ronaldo is going to be part of the kind of culling process. He's doing it to himself, but I mean, it will get the people around him that he trusts. I think, and the more people he gets around, he trusts and. The, more ordinary players. Hello? You got me? Yeah, I've got you, mate. Yeah. Cool. And the more ordinary players he's turning into good players, like Dalot, I mean, he's just got to be the best kind of improved player we've got at the moment. And I think Fred as well. You know, I just think it's about trust. 
We need to start scoring goals. I mean, our goal difference don't lie. I mean, look at our goal difference. We're, we're there in fifth and we've got naught goals. <laughs> yeah. You know, for whatever reason. But, you know, Rashford is missing loads, but it's good that he's getting in the chances. He's got a spring in his step again. I mean, he's he's making a lot of chances himself. But I think Henri said last night in the after the commentary, he said that, you know, he needs to start passing those into the back of the net, not trying to break the back of the net. Yeah, but he's been a massive improvement as well. So I think all we can do at the moment is, as Matt said, it is a work in progress. He was brought in to sort the mess out. The mess is still there. He's cleaning it up slowly. Yeah, and it's it's interesting that you sort of mentioned Dallow there, and uh, you know, a, a wonderful sort of improvement. Uh, maybe maybe just a, a a run in the side has has sort of instilled a bit more confidence in him. But I was just sort of you mentioned Fred Jay, and I'm I'm sat here thinking if we do another fifty <laughs> podcasts, then perhaps we can get Fred sort of into the Ballon d'Or reckoning in a couple of years' time if we keep keep hyping him up. But I was, I mean, that passing last night. I said I didn't watch the whole game last night. I I, I used this and went to bed at halftime, missed the goals. But that pass from Fred into Rashford in the first half that Larice made an excellent sort of save low yeah. down to his right. But yeah. um, you look at you look at something like obviously you can't expect to those sort of, but he's obviously he's got that in his locker. There's another cliche. For the also, they could well be the midfield that wins the World Cup for Brazil. Him and Casemiro. Yeah. Let's 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 talk about some new signings while we're here. Let's go. Let's go back to Matt. Um, Matt, we got a sort of we got Casemiro and Anthony. Do you want to offer some thoughts on, on one or the other? And we go up to Liam to see how he feels. You, you, you have a pick on, on who you'd, you'd fancy yeah. passing comment over. Well, Anthony has been um, a big catalyst, right? I think he's come in and done some, just like given us a fresh, um, I don't know, just something different, which I think has been brilliant. There's probably a few things that discipline wise, like sticking to the, to the plan, yeah. that probably Ten Hag's picking him up on. Um, but fine, I'm I'm good with that. I think, it, and he's going to bring a bit of a, a personality and some um, well needed marketing uh, money back yeah. or, or or revenue from uh, merchandise sales into the into the club over the next couple of years. Uh, and in Casemiro, good grief! I mean, I think I messaged in the WhatsApp group a couple of times. Like, why is he not getting on the on 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 the pitch? Like, is he washed? And in a couple of games, he came in and looked really ordinary. But um, he's had a couple of dominant performances, and I think he had a man of the match, right? I think that was so, the Everton game that you talked about. Wasn't yeah, it? he was. He's been he's been great. And I was worried just the amount of time it was taking to assimilate him in, especially coming back from the international break, and he still wasn't starting. Um, so that was that was a concern to me, but. You know, again, I'm not the manager, and I'm happy to be proven wrong or have my uh, my suspicions proven wrong. Yeah, I mean, Matt, you you mentioned Anthony there and and passed some good comment on him. Liam, he's obviously come from you know he's he's been bought in. Well, he is a he's hot property, but he has obviously worked with the manager. You know, mm. coming from Ajax, um, that relationship seems to be sort of blossoming further with us, but he's just, although he's obviously a left footed player sort of playing on that right wing. And he came with this reputation as a player that 
comes in and cuts in onto his left foot and sort of aims to that far corner. Uh, he's doing that. Um, everyone seems to know what he's going to do, but they don't seem to be able to stop him doing it. No, no. And, you know, as long as as long as long I've always followed United, we've always been about fast counter-attacking football, relying on wingers. And for the last God knows how long, we've, we've not had two fast-paced wingers. Yeah. And now with Anthony and Sancho, we've we've got that back at last. So I think look, hopefully we can get back to the way we were before with that, you know, fast wingers, lots of crosses and you know, creating chances that way rather than this passing it backwards and forwards outside the box and not knowing where we're going and yeah. you know, you know, and the good thing is he's not scared to have a go either. Like you say, he cuts in I mean, he hit the post, I think, last night quite early on in the game. But he cuts in and does those curl- curling shots so well. I think that's going to be where he gets a lot of his goals this, this season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you if you watch his Ajax highlight reel, it's, um, yeah, it's, 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 how, it's how he does things. Um, you mentioned Jadon Sancho. And, I mean, I was uh, that one wonderfully taken goal all those weeks back in the Liverpool game, Jay. Um, and... Strong performances since. There's been a couple of European performances where we've gone over and Neil Lennon's boys over in Greece or Cyprus or whatever whatever island that he's driving his tractor on at the minute. Um, We don't really need to get into that. We have suffered a defeat uh, at home to Sociedad, wasn't it? But did you watch last night's performance, Jay? Yeah. Yeah. um, Oh, yeah, we touched on it. Larice had a wonderful first half. I, I didn't see the second half. I watched the highlights this morning, but... Proper performance from what I've seen of the highlights, Jay, what I saw of the yeah. first half. Um, your all thoughts? Round, all round, just 100% better. And I'll tell you what, he's going to be our next captain, I think. He's the best signing I think we've made out of the lot is Martinez. I yeah. think he's fantastic. Yeah. Think, you know, he plays the ball out the back, he, he defends, he sweeps up, he beats people in the air, I don't know how, he's aggressive. He's more than up for a fight. I, I think he's perfect United player, and he absolutely loves playing for United. On you know, and that's starting to breed through the rest of the back four. Varane's just looking absolute quality now. He's had his first year over. He knows what to expect. Hopefully, we can keep him fit. Yeah, I think just spreads through the team. Those extra additions we've made has put a bit of pressure in the right areas. Um, still worries me about the amount of goals we're getting. I mean, we shouldn't have to worry with the forward players we've got. We just need to start taking these chances. And hopefully Bruno can start waning again now because he seems to be um, yeah, really performing. Uh, I think the I, last few games, I think he's performed quite well. I know you've mentioned the goals a couple of times and, and our goal difference being zero, but if, if I try and frame that positively, we've paid all of the top six so far. Yes, and, yeah. And, you know, we've we got wins versus Liverpool, Arsenal, mm. Spurs. Um, I like the... It, yeah, unfortunately, the goal difference is two abysmal performances, right? That's what that boils down to. Brentford but, and City. Yeah. yeah you know, we're not we're not putting teams to the sword, are we? I mean, you no, know, Leicester won, Southampton won, nil, nil, nil against Newcastle. We're struggling to put these games and we're starting to control games, which is what he wants and it's what we all want. We're starting to control the games, but we're not finishing these chances off. I mean, we've played against goalkeepers having... Performance of their lifetime, like the Feta for the Ammonia game, you know, 
this once in a lifetime performance, isn't it? It's almost like Tom Chesky or whatever his name was for Poland all them years ago. But you know, we need to start scoring threes and fours because one's never enough for United. You know that, I know that, we all know it. And how but, does where does that um we've lost uh, we've you know city i think to a point certainly against us uh, uh, you know matt said we've we've per- performed well against all of the current top 6 apart yeah, from I... one and there's no sh- you know i guess that's sport not necessarily professional sport but there is always whatever sport you play even if it's ping pong in your local league there's always someone better than you there's always there's always someone top of that tree and man city are what we were doing to sides 15 years ago, aren't they? There, um, so there, although was it Matt, was it so we were on the golf course, weren't we, during that game? Um, when I watched it back, was it the nature of the defeat that kind of is disappointing that you know there, there's potentially ways to lose 6 3? Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean that was I, for me when I, I watched some of the high, well, some extended highlights of that. The the nature of the defeat being that it was one of those games of the inconsistency. Like yeah. when we're organised in and out of possession, we we look really, really, really good. But when we don't sort of click or we kind of lose, I don't know if it's a loss of discipline, if it's energy level or, or whatever. But when it doesn't work, we we look horrendous, and. I think I'm okay. I mean, I'm not okay with it being City. I'm not okay with it being 6-3. But I'm okay with that game being an aberration in a run Yeah. since we sort of turned the corner. So to that extent, I, I feel like you can overcome that. I think obviously Chelsea this weekend will be a, a big, um, you know, another bit, another top six game, right? But um, yeah. We've broken the hoodoo that I think some of these clubs had over us over the last couple of years, where we went in thinking, well, even if we nick, even if we get a goal, we're going to concede one. Um, I think yesterday we denied all forms of progress for for Tottenham. I mean, that was quite literally the most complete performance we could have. They they had nothing, and you know that as a team that's not only well respected, they're well coached. They, you know, Conti and the way that he plays and the way that he can. Um, you know, they can move the ball to deny them goals. And they didn't even look like scoring at any point, really. Um, I think, you know, progress. And so I prefer to look at where the, the, the solid pieces are that we're building week by week. And maybe I don't want to have, have the aberrations like that all the time. But, you know, those things are going to happen as we kind of yeah. get through. The concern, the concern, Liam, might be that if we... If we go to if if we come to this Chelsea fixture uh, at the weekend and put in a bad performance, then it's going to be yes, we're capable of of beating the really good sides. You know, we're capable of beating Liverpool and Arsenal quite convincingly. Let's be honest, this season and a, a comprehensive. I just mentioned Ali because Ali isn't with us and he just wanted to sort of pass on his thoughts that it was, as Matt and Jay have both said, one of the most complete performances. Um, but if we, if, if it all comes a bit unstuck against Chelsea, Liam, are we, you know, do we start reading in the press that it's, it's, we, we aren't going to be capable of putting a title charge together until we can really start backing up performances, but not just one after the other, really putting a sort of string of 
winning all the games we should win, mm. but also winning, you know, four or five of these top six games every season. Well, you know, when it comes to Chelsea, it's always it's always a dodgy one. And you know, you never know how we're gonna play against them. Sometimes we'll go out there and we'll we'll sort of dominate them. Other times we've just gone there and we just fold against Chelsea. But you know, look at look at some of the performances last night against Tottenham. In my opinion, best performance that we've had of the season, and we've only scored two goals. You know, City we lose six three, probably one of our worst performances. Yet we've managed to score three goals still. You know, I don't, I don't. Where's you know? I sometimes I just don't know what to expect. It's just yeah. I mean, Jay. Jay touched on it um, when he talked about Marcus Rashford. And I think, mm. I don't think he did, you know, he, he seemed to hit his chances. It's not like he's, doesn't appear to be lacking confidence. Yes, maybe he's potentially snatching or just trying to hit mm. it that little bit too hard. But I mean, there, Jay, there were, that was an exceptional goalkeeping performance in the first half, wasn't it? And, Incredible. And second half, he pulled off a couple of good saves in the second half. I mean, that could have quite easily, through no fault of our own, been another city performance against us. We could have absolutely battered them. Yeah. Quite, you know, and, and Newcastle, we had the chances to do two or three pass then. But what we can't get, you know, under Ollie for a while, we were beating the top sides. We were doing well against City and all of that. But we were we were losing against your Palaces, your West Broms and your Southamptons and things like that. We've got to start picking them games up and putting them... If we can put the same amount of effort, because I... I I haven't seen effort like that for years and years. And you know, as soon as they were getting the ball, bang, two players on them. Yeah. It's so good to, to watch, you know. And then we've just got to be a little bit patient in front of goal and take our time, I think. We've got the players to do it. I'm not saying we need to go buying loads of new strikers and this, that, and the other. They don't guarantee enough in any way the money they're charging for these yeah. players. And still, it's just a big loss with Greenwood, isn't it? You know, and it looks like that's going to go the whole distance now, doesn't it? It's done, it's done. He's been charged. Yeah, yeah, mm. but that's what they go the old distance, so he's gonna end up as he's gone. So we've actually lost the potential there that you know, I've said it before, but you know, very, very, very good player. But, you know, it is what it is. And um we've just got to keep going. We've got this Granacho as well, he's supposed to be a hot property, yeah. isn't he? You know, got a couple mm. of good in the background. Let's, and, uh, um, let's... I think all promising, but it's not gonna happen overnight definitely well let's talk about something that might not happen overnight but probably might happen in the january window and we come to matt we were talking me me you and liam were talking off it off air just before jay joined um the club have released a statement with regards to cristiano ronaldo last night matt if you you know if you can just inform us of of the of basically what the club have said uh, you know and what his actions were yesterday and then we can sort of talk about that yeah, I mean, I mean, it was very simple. Like Cristiano will not be part of the Man United squad for Saturday and against Chelsea, and the rest of the squad is fully focused uh, uh, on preparing for that fixture. Um, it turned out that it wasn't just him walking off down the tunnel before the end of the game. He actually refused to come on as a substitute, and so um, it's sort of that's emerged today. And I think the, he's been asked to train alone. So there's, there's going to be more repercussions than that. Kind of sad, really. He, in his place in United law, folklore is is secured, 
and no matter what the the circumstances are around performance attitude like interactions with the team of which we don't really know much about i just hope we can find a happy ending to you know for for a player who was an incredible part of our history um yeah it would be jay it would be a shame if you had to um take him in a taxi to the airport in january wouldn't it <laughs> <laughs> I've got the car warming up. I'll tell uh, you what, I've had, I've had enough of him. Yeah. You know, he's he's just starting to embarrass himself now. He's possibly the best player that's ever graced the, the game and he's starting to embarrass himself. So, walking off like that, like a spoiled little schoolboy, he knew what he was doing. You could see the cameras following him. He was looking down over the pitch to say, that's the last game I'm going to play. Well, he's the one who came out and said he wanted to leave. <clears throat> oh, I love it as a player for United as much as anybody but you know he ain't bigger than the club if he thinks he is adios you know go back to where you come from so uh, one comment on on that actually the way it's been handled like if he's been asked to train alone and and that's you know he's kind of been banished the reserves or whatever good on Ten Hag because yeah like there's he's probably the first manager who had taken that stance since Ferguson others might not have yeah and um, this is with the biggest player in the world (laughs) No one's bigger than no one's bigger than Man United, are they? No, but it's right under the microscope. You, you know, anything leaves them on the bench. It's on front page news. I mean, Thierry Henry said last night. You know, let's concentrate on the fact United have won the game, not the fact that um, Ronaldo did that. And then what's the first thing she says is, oh, "I've got to ask you about Ronaldo." And you think, "Well, there you go." Fucking all, out, you know, straight away. How has um, how has this? Move it, move it on a bit there, because we are. I've got, we've got a lot we want to talk about, and we, we we've already. I have to go and get a charger. I'll be back with you in a sec. Carry All on. right, Jay, no problem. Liam, while your dad's getting his phone charger, um. Wait, up, Stu, you're the manager of this situation. What are you doing about Jason walking off before the end of the podcast? Um, <laughs> what discipline probably, are we putting in here? He's probably going to have to rake bunkers alone in the morning, mate. Um, <laughs> um Liam, on that you. Uh, well, hey Matt, you've you've got my train of thought there. That was very good. Um, what was I going to say? Ah, I know what I was going to say. So Ronaldo's been in and out of the tie. He's not really been a, you know, he's not been in that starting eleven when it comes to the league fixtures as such. Uh, have we seen a return to somewhat like his old form of Bruno Fernandez? And I'm not suggesting that that has anything to do with Ronaldo being out of the side, but are we getting back to that Bruno? who we remember when, when he joined us in January, what, two or three years ago, burst onto the scene and I think almost forced his way into sort of the PFA Player of the Year awards based on a three or four months performance. Is he getting back to somewhat of the Bruno we know? Certainly the last few games, yeah, he's, start, he's starting to look like the Bruno of old, but last last night was his, was his best performance so far of the season. And, you know, those little touches of magic, you were starting to see that come back last night. And, you know, the two, he's got two goals this season. They've both have been quality. And just hoping that that was turning a corner for him. And, you know, he's really going to kick on now after that. Yeah. yeah. I, I I mean, I I was always, a, you know, when he when he is playing well, uh, it, it's... He moves the ball so quickly, but it's sort of positive, decisive movement. And he's willing, he's got that vision and when he's willing to take the risk with that pass. And I seem to think when he's when he's not on form 
and he starts doing a bit of a McTominay and maybe starts looking backwards with the ball before he goes forward. He's a because he's such a he he's the player that everyone else is looking to get the ball to. And when he doesn't necessarily want it or or he's getting it and moving it backwards, then we just lose any sort of pace in that build up. But it was brilliant to see him back or getting back towards his best. We've talked about Ten Hag. We've talked about, you know, Ronaldo. I'm just going through my little run sheet here. Um, I wondered if towards the end of the podcast, as we, you know, we might have a little look at, we've got a World Cup coming up. Jay said uh, Mr. Southgate is due to announce his squad in the coming week or so for this World Cup. And we've got a few players who will be featuring for, hopefully featuring for their countries. But I thought we could just have a look at potentially our English contingent and and how we feel if they, one, will make the squad and two, will maybe make that starting eleven. The interesting one for me is obviously our captain, Mr. Harry Maguire, and he's not been, you know, we haven't said particularly wonderful things about him on this podcast. But the, the thought, Matt, is that, He's probably going to make the World Cup squad and he may well feature in that sort of first choice 11 for Gareth Southgate. Um, he's going to struggle to get back in the Man United side though, Matt, isn't he? Yeah, it's kind of a strange one there. Um, I'm perhaps not as heavy and hard on, on Maguire as others. I think there's been an extraordinary. It's been extraordinary the kind of the backlash and and criticism that he's faced, even when he was solid. They were you know nitpicking, trying to find something wrong with what he was up to, um, and and yet he still performed credibly at international level. Yeah, yeah, you can't uh, argue is, with that. Yeah, which is kind of which is kind of strange in of itself. So I don't know what's gone on there. Um, look, I hope he goes and and does well, gets game time, and comes back refreshed and it's, it'll be like having a you know another player in the squad that we we can rely upon i'm actually more i, I i'm perhaps a little bit perverse and i would prefer none of our players to get selected for the world cup so yeah. one, they don't get injured and two they come back with the or they come back after the the international break with the the bit between their teeth because they didn't get selected and they want to prove a point but um i'm, I'm not i'm a bit worried that our squad our club squad is quite thin as it is and picking up a couple of injuries at a World Cup will be... Well, how are, before we look at some more of the English players, um, how are we looking? I guess Anthony gets in the Brazil side alongside Casemiro and Fred probably makes the squad, doesn't he? Does Varane... Fred plays. Fred plays. Does Varane... Does he still play international football? I'm not I'm sure. Not sure. Um <laughs> But yeah, um, but let's. Um, I guess De Gea, will, De Gea will be with Spain. Yeah, he'll play. He'll play. He plays back up to Un, Simon Unai Simon or whatever, doesn't he? Yeah. And Martinez will go with Argentina. Um, let's let's. Uh, Dallo will go with Port. Is Port no Portugal didn't make it, didn't they? Yeah, they do. I think they did. I think so. Not positive, but I, I can't tell you what who's in the World Cup or not. I can't say. No, I could. I'm like you. I'm a, I'm a United fan. I, to be honest with you, international football's a distraction to me. Well, let's talk. Let's go to Liam, and we've you know we've got Harry Maguire. Luke Shaw's been performing somewhat better lately. Um, if you were going to pick a World Cup squad now, Liam, would would you take 
our our left back. Yeah, I was going to say that would be one player who I think forced himself back into the picture. Uh, his performances the last few games have been decent. I, I thought he was really good last night as well. He looked he looked mm. like, um, like the old Luke Shaw almost. You know, from that season he had just before the Euros, where he was he was he was fantastic in that season. He started to look a bit more like that player in the last two games, especially last night. I mean, he could have he could have even come on and scored. Uh, the you know, he had a, he had a chance. He could have scored a wonder goal last night. Another a, a good goal. save at the sort of yeah. Post from, yeah. From, Very good. Um, the two the two other boys that pretend you got Luke Shaw at left back, and then you've got our two other left sided forward players, if you will. I mean, Mister Ra- Marcus Rashford is is playing in that central role, but has been used out left, and Sancho is currently being used out left. Jay. Um, Sancho certainly looking fitter. I think perhaps a bit like myself, he gets a bit hard done by, puts on a couple of pounds and it looks like he's gained a couple of stone. Um, he's looking fitter. Uh, yeah. Dare I say leaner, coming from someone not quite as lean as he could be. Um, uh, is is he is he in South? Because he hasn't made the last couple of squads, has he? Is he Has he got a chance to make? Okay. Two years ago at Dortmund, you know, he was potentially going to be the, ne- the the star of the next major tournament. Now we're here talking about Sancho as potentially not even making an England squad. Yeah, well, I I don't think he's even in his plans along with Madison. You know, I think they're two players much alike. I just don't think he fancies them for one way or another. I mean, even in the Euros, he was kind of at pains to put him on, wasn't he, really? Yeah. And that finally played a little bit, the new played a little bit part. And, yeah. You know, I... Like Matt said, he goes when he said that about players not going away with England because they're not going to get injured. I'm a bit selfish like that, you know. Remember Neil Webb? He was like, we signed him. He was a great sign. He went to some silly England international and ripped his Achilles out, didn't he? Almost. He probably playing tennis with Gaza in the evening doing that. Yeah, then. probably, mate. Yeah, <laughs> and what else? But yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, and what Matt? What about Marcus Rashford? Again, he's not. He's not the young future star now because he's been around for, what, five, six, seven seasons, hasn't he? Um, and he is capable of wonderful talent and wonderful goals. And let's throw another cliche in there, Matt, that you don't just become a bad player overnight, but he's in danger of proving that wrong because he's, are we, have we seen the best of him? We talked on on one of the previous pods that most of us were probably quite happy for him to sign for Arsenal. And that was a rumour. Um can can he get can he get back to to those levels of three or four years ago, Matt? Yeah, I I, I tend to think so. Now, I mean, it was hard trying to figure out what had happened to him last season. He was bereft of any confidence, right? But I mean, did he get Player of the Month in September or something? Yeah. He did. He won the player, yeah. yeah, Premiership Player. Of I the mean, month. Yeah. there's there's been more promising signs from him, and and I I'm not sure if it's about form or whatever that's going to be with England. I don't think Southgate's going to take risks. I think he's going to go with what he knows. And, um, you know, we only played the Euros last year and I think, you know, he's had some bad results. I don't think he's, there's any drastic moves that he's going to be prepared to make that got upside for him. Yeah. So I think it's almost a foregone conclusion that Rashford goes. What contribution he makes is um, then down to whatever Southgate feels at the time. But I think he's deserved of a of a spot. I think he's been more consistent for us. Like I like 
I'd liked him playing through the middle. Maybe he hasn't got the goals, and maybe the, you know. But then there's been, you know, signs that we will put one of these teams to the sword at some point. Yeah. It'll, it'll happen. So no, I'm I'm support. I think he'll, he's done enough for me to to just. I mean, I've not seen enough <laughs> of him around the league to say what who his competition should be and and who would be you know taking his place if if he wasn't to go. So. Well, I mean, if if Ivan Tony is, I'm nothing against Ivan Tony, and Brentford are playing wonderfully well. You know, um, Mr. Frank has has got them playing wonderful football, and Tony is putting in performances. But you know, if if Marcus Rashford has dropped below someone like Ivan Tony in the in the pecking order, it it should. Well, surely he hasn't. And let's move on. Let's... Well, to that point, Stu, like you, you we say. Uh, you know, what's more likely an aberration? Ivan Tony having a season of his life, or you know, Marcus Rashford having a duff season? Yeah, what's more likely that Ivan Tony. I probably back <laughs> Marcus Rashford in that situation. Yeah, no, exactly, hundred percent, mate. Um, let's round. Let's draw this pod to a close because we're sort of getting up on forty-five minutes. But I just thought. It might be nice to remind everyone listening that we're doing quite well this year. Um, Liverpool aren't doing quite so well. Never mind. Arsenal are, are doing amazingly well. Um, let's start with Liam. Liam, based on the first 10 or 11 games, where do you see this season going for Man United? And realistically, with what you've seen so far, what what do you see as a a good end to this, or what do you see as a successful season, you know, based on, on the start we've had? Uh, well, you know what? I'm going to stick my neck out on this one. I'm going to say, uh, I think he can get us up into third. I think we can finish the season in third. Yeah. If we finish in the top four, I'm happy with that. You know, okay. years ago, you, you'd never be saying that as a United fan, but unfortunately that's sort of the times we're living in at the moment. I'd be happy with top four, but I can see us nicking that third that third place. Right. And for and for you, who finishes in who finishes top two then? Um, well, City. I think City with Haaland, the amount of goals he, he's going to score as well because yeah. he's not going to the World Cup, so he's he's not going to pick up an injury, is he? So, yeah, if he stays fit, the, the amount of goals he's going to score is going to be unreal. I just, I just don't see anyone unseating them. And yeah, no, I mean, I think that's fair enough. Do you see, do you see Arsenal sticking the course? Um, I, I, the way they're going at the moment, I don't see them falling that much. I mean, they could be the ones to finish above us in second. I mean, it could be an interesting battle come, you know, after yeah. Christmas. You know, United famously. We've always just kicked on and got into second gear after Christmas. It's always after Christmas. So if we can push on, maybe, maybe you know, I'm not going to say we can finish second, but it would be nice. Jay, um, same to you, really, mate. What do you see as a successful season for United based on on the on the current form and what we've shown outside of those two? You know, terrible performances that Matt alluded to, you know, against Brentford and City. Where where do you see it? And do you see, um, can we, you know, if we can avoid Man City, if someone can knock Man City out of a cup, have we got a cup running yeah, in as well? I was just about open with that. I think um, a cup and 
hopefully, I think, you know, as long as we get a favourable draw where the Champions League guys come at Europa, I think we should be going for that. You know, we're in it. Let's win it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're probably the favourites or close up there with the favourites. I think, you know, we should have won it the other year with Oli, but we didn't. And um, we need to win it. It's a European trophy. Yeah. You know, a lot of clubs don't want to be in it and don't want to play in it. Well, we're in it now. Let's, let's go and win it. But I think second, I, it doesn't worry me, but it, it, if I was an Arsenal fan, their, their squad's a bit thin on the ground, isn't it? I think if they lose injuries, get injuries to players such as Martinelli, Jesus and yeah. a couple of lads at the back there, I think they, they could be struggling to replace them. I, I don't know. I don't really know enough about the squad, but their starting team looks pretty good, doesn't it? But um, I think yeah, I think you've got, got to look to second. I think we've got to look to second. And if, you know, all this, we've got to qualify. Yeah, we were in a bad state last year, but there's signs of things happening. And if the players can kind of get better, maybe a little addition in January. But the big thing is, is it's going to affect the whole of the Premier League is injuries with the World Cup. Yeah. You know, get players coming back. As long as you can relatively safe there with players coming back fit-ish, uh, you've got a chance. But if you know you've only got to lose three or four of your top players, and then suddenly it's going to get hard, isn't it? Yeah. And Matt, sort of same question to you. Um, where where do you see us finishing? What's what does a successful season look like? And could you could you picture? I mean, just throw one at you here. World Cups coming up. Any tips for who's going to come out of this World Cup as the hot property for everyone to try and sign come that January transfer window as well? Good grief. <laughs> I've got no idea who's going to come out of the, the World Cup as a transfer target. I, but I think there's a few things for me going into the season. I didn't really have many high hopes. I can't remember. We did the predictions of where people would finish. I can't remember if I said we were going to be fifth or sixth. Um I've got them written somewhere, but I might. Yeah, we had a, you know, from a a chaotic and disorganised transfer window to what were seemingly some desperation purchases <laughs> to then how do you assimilate them into a squad to get to where we are now and then having the starts of the season we did to get to where we are now, um, you know, I think is fantastic. Can we maybe push on and get a, a Champions League spot. Maybe I don't know about third, but, you know, fourth is there for grabs because I actually think outside of City who have ridiculous squad depth, every other team has either an imbalance in their squad or, you know, a deficiency through numbers in their squad. Mm -hmm. And coming out of the World Cup, who's injured, who's available, will be important. And then can you get anything bolstered in, in the January window? So for me... Look, I'll be disappointed if we don't make Champions League, but I won't kind of be devastated. I think the fifth and, and the performance we got will show progress. And you know what? I'll take a champ a, a Europa Cup win against Barcelona in the final and we smash Frankie de Jong off the park. I'll take that. <laughs> I mean, I'm just I'm looking for for me, I mean, I don't know what a successful season looks like. I, I mean, I would just it sounds a bit sad, really, but I would as long as we're putting out performances like yesterday, you know, not the winning performances, but even if 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 the performances in defeat are a little bit more than, you know, we've shown over the last two seasons as such. And I'm almost looking forward to the uh, 
if if Mr. Martinez continues to be the success he has started, as I'm looking forward to the memes and the gifts around uh, Graham Souness, although it looks like Sky Sports might be easing him off to the side anyway. But um, gentlemen, on that note, um, thank you all for joining me again on Henry Weston's Old Mate, the podcast. Um, if you've enjoyed this video on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. Uh, you know, if you've enjoyed uh, seeing Liam back, please leave a comment. You know, just leave a comment and anything we've discussed, those comments all help that algorithm. And if you're listening to us, please just subscribe to the show and drop us that five-star review. Thank you to all my wonderful guests. Mr. Ali Milroy will hopefully be back in the near future. We will sort of be up to a five-piece again. Um, thank you, gentlemen. I look forward to seeing you again soon. See you later. Cheers, guys. See you, See you soon.